and welcome in to the Cap and Jamin Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you on this wonderful Wednesday, a Waddle Wednesday here on Cap and Jay Hood. Don't forget, you can watch the show on YouTube. YouTube.com. Go to the ESPN Chicago channel there and also on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. And Cap, there was an assessment made uh, about Justin Fields from Rick Spielman, who you know very well. He was on Waddle and Sylvie the other day. So Rick Spielman was the longtime personnel guy with the Bears under Dave Wanstead. Then became the, I think, 18-year GM of the Minnesota Vikings. He was also VP of the Miami Dolphins. He is highly respected in the scouting world. They say he has a great eye for talent. He was awesome with Waddle and Courtney Cronin. I've talked to him on the phone and asked him about Caleb Williams, and he said, the two best I've seen in 25 years at this point not what they turn into at the time you're evaluating them as a prospect were Andrew Luck 1 and Caleb Williams 1A. Period. That's where he has it. And when they had him on, he was effusive in his praise of Caleb Williams. He was. His thoughts about Justin Fields the first three seasons. This is what Rick Spielman had to say. I would say inconsistent flashes of being a very good quarterback. Uh, you know, was it, it's always going to be the question, was it because he didn't have enough talent around him? Was it the scheme? Was he fitting what they were trying to do offensively? And then there's no question about his athleticism. There's no question about his arm talent. I think he is one of the better deep ball throwers as far as accuracy goes in the NFL. Look how it helped when they put DJ Moore out there and, and having a legitimate number one receiver to be able to run the ball like they did. I mean, they really, you know, played much better on the defensive side. As, you know, they went 5-3 and three in their last eight games, and, and when they traded for Montez Sweat, that just changed their whole defense, which helped, I think, Justin Fields in the offense. Now, if he plays against Detroit, you'd say he'd be a pro bowler every time you see him go out and play against the Lions the way he performs <laughs> then. But it, it's going to be a very difficult decision. It's not maybe they don't want Justin Fields, but to me it may come down, and it's not like they don't have the cap space to do anything, but the question you have to ask yourself, if you do keep him, and let's say you go with a Marvin Harrison or you trade out again, uh, you're going to have to extend this contract. I know it's a low number this year, but it's $22 million, I believe, with the fifth-year option. But if you're going to do this, then you're going to have to extend them. And is it going to be a Daniel Jones type deal where it's four years, whatever hundred, I, I can't, 60 or 70 million, I couldn't remember, but I know it's 92 million guaranteed and 40 million a year. Uh, or do you take a Caleb Williams or a Drake May with that pick? And I believe the total guarantees of the first overall pick this year for four years is going to be 45 million in total. And then that just gives you more cap space to go out and sign even, uh, you know, what they need to help on the defense. Get another pass rusher. Make sure that uh, Jalen Johnson goes nowhere, whether you franchise him or extend him to a long-term contract, because I think he's the best corner out on the market. So they have the ability to keep guys, add guys, and then the decision's going to be, is Justin Fields, if you think, and it's a lot of the new coordinator, right? And I don't know 
Shane Waldron and what's been coming out or what's being set up there. But if he believes in him, then sign him. If not, then don't pass up a potential franchise quarterback if you think that Caleb Williams or Drake May is, is one of those guys. Something out of that I want to ask you about regarding the, uh, the way you look at Justin Fields, Cap. How about this? How much of it is a savings financially? How much, it, much of it is the inability for Justin Fields to get to the next level? Because we've heard analysis on both sides of the aisle with this, right? One side, like a Tannenbaum and others, say, man, if you get rid of him, imagine who else you could sign. Like he just mentioned Jalen Johnson and others that you could add on the roster. Mm -hmm. But how much of this is we're not going to pay through the nose for someone we're not sure about financially versus just the inability for Justin to reach the next level? Because there was a a lot of financial talk in that cut. There is. I think the bottom line is if Justin had played better football. And was he put in a bad position? Yes. They oh. tore it down. He comes in. He plays after, I think, week four. Dalton gets hurt. Yeah. He starts week five. Okay. Matt Nagy and that whole thing did not work. He went and got the living hell beaten out of him in Cleveland. Did not work. That's not Justin's fault. He wasn't ready. The next year, Ryan Poles completely tears it all the way down. They win three games. Did not put Justin in a very advantageous position. I'm not going to dispute that. Luke Getze is not Bill Walsh. He's also not the football devil. He got a job pretty quickly. That all said, year three, he was not great. He was not. That's a fact. He had a decent offensive line. Not the best in the league. It wasn't horrific. He had D.J. Moore. He got sacked more than most in the league, and he missed four games. Mm-hmm. I was told by people who would know, there were there was talk about sticking with Bajan when Justin was coming back because the offense moved better. Not saying he's a better player. They liked the execution. So that all said, if Justin had played better football and was trending in the right direction, the Bears might trade the pick. They cannot... It's the right way to put this. They can't on a whim and a prayer go, yeah, we'll give up on Caleb Williams and all that comes with that because we hope Justin will be a player. They haven't seen enough to prove that. You cannot squander the number one pick. So 80-20, that it's about his ability more so than the savings that you could have? 80-20, it's more about his ability. Okay. That, that was my question. And then the, the financial cherry on top of the Sunday seals the deal mm-hmm. for me. That's why I asked the question, because you heard Rick talk about the additions that the Bears could have if Justin's off the books. Correct. So that, that's why I asked, because some only look at it from that standpoint. Tannenbaum from ESPN, who's on the Get Up and also does ESPN Radio, was talking about this for the last month or so, saying that the reason why that you move on from Justin Fields is the, the financial savings and the ability to sign, again, someone on the offensive line, defense, Whatever you need, uh, Jalen Johnson in the secondary, whatever else you need, that money can go in those directions. And then you restart the quarterback clock by putting Caleb Williams on a rookie deal. By that, bringing him in, yeah. you delay, kick the can down the road of having to give Justin Fields a $200 million deal. Yes. That's a massive decision. That's a franchise-defining decision. People are like, well, just let's see what Justin does in year four. So you're getting rid of the Caleb Williams thought. 
And what if Justin doesn't play well next year with more talent? Where are you getting your quarterback? You're not going to have the number one pick again. Oh, and by the way, if you're not picking up his fifth-year option, which people have called in here and said, well, don't pick it up. Make him earn it. Okay, what am I doing? Ta- tagging him then at almost $40 million? No. See, you see the push and pull with this? Yeah. Here, here's something, again, that we don't bring up enough. The Bears have gotten to the point, if you don't think much of their offense, definitely their defense, they've gotten out of the number one pick sweepstakes. Hmm? They're blessed to be able to have two number one picks, as bad as they have been with the restarting of this franchise. We should accentuate this point even more so, Cap, in that, hey, if you don't get the quarterback now that you covet in this first round of the draft, that might not come back around again. If you feel like the, the Bears are becoming a better franchise, going from three wins to seven wins, imagine what happens next year. That could be the same seven wins. It could be eight or nine. But the point is, you won't have the number one pick in the draft again. And some would say, well, you know, you don't want that because that usually means that the guy's a bust or it's a coin flip. They're all coin flips. If you're not in the right system, I, know, I love when they throw this in our face about, well, it's, it, you know, if you get the number one pick, more times than not, it doesn't work out. Well, more times than not, the person has got the number one pick, the team has a number one pick, the team sucks. They all have a horrible infrastructure. They're about to fire their coach. That's, used, that's the price of poker when you get the number one pick. Usually you're horrible. Your ownership's horrible. Your team's horrible. You don't have enough talent. That's the reason why you earn or tank your way to the number one pick. But when Cincinnati and I talked to our friend Lance McAllister, yeah. when Cincinnati, he broadcasts in Cincinnati for people that don't know. The old CLT broadcaster. For, yes, yeah. he's been in Cincinnati for 30 years. He's awesome. He does a lot of Bengals stuff. When Joe Burrow was on the board, they got calls offering them haul of picks, players, you name it. What do you want? We want the number one pick. And they had their internal meetings, and they went, we need a quarterback. We got to get better. Yeah. Andy Dalton's okay. He's fine. We're taking Joe Burrow. And guess what? He's gotten him to a Super Bowl. Yes. They're one of the better teams in the AFC. He got hurt, and it affected their season. He'll be back healthy with his wrist or his hand. That's where the Bears are at, man. Yeah. The, the Bengals, they, their situation is so bright that the Marvin Lewis years are so, so far behind them. So behind them, Cap. Think about it. We, all we talked about is, oh, you still, you're bringing back Marvin Lewis. You're not going to supply him with enough talent. They can't get out of their own way. They're spinning their wheels. And now look at them. They're always in the mix. Correct. Right? They're, they're because of the young quarterback, because they're a better franchise. But it started with the getting the quarterback first. Correct. That's where we are today. That's it. But I, I think, again, let me pull that point out again. The Bears at this point in time will not have the number one pick again. They're a better franchise than this than what they have been. The three-win team, that was by design. They went from three to seven wins. They will not be in this position again, so this is why they're trying to strike while the iron's hot. You can't pass up on the quarterback class twice. Even if you're not a Caleb Williams fan, I couldn't care less. doesn't matter. Drake May, you know, J.J. McCarthy, whoever you are a fan of, point is you can't pass up on that class again. Can't do it. I agree. 100%. Just, just can't do it. 100%. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. Some of this cap, by the way, is just based on people not watching college football. Everyone has their own sports bandwidth with family, work, friends. We're not asking you to watch college football like me and Shay from 11 a.m. to 2 in the morning when the Hawaii game goes off. We're not asking you to do that because we're fans. 
the point is, though, is that when don't take it from me and Cap, when people that are scouting the sport, scouting the NFL, scouting college football says, hey, these are the best players that's in the draft. Who are you to say no? (laughs) Especially if you're not watching and not reading about it. You may love Justin Fields and rightfully so, but it's it's the Bears that have to decide if they're going to move on or try to get something better from the quarterback position. It's their choice. Burn the jerseys if you, if that makes you feel better. But for me as a Bears fan, I'm saying I want what's best for the team. You get tired of seeing the Bears Bingo. being knocked into the dirt every single year. Somebody tweeted at us, how will you guys rebuild your relationship with Justin? Why would he want to deal with all you media people that are running him out of town? We're not running him out of town. We're giving our opinion. He understands it's a business, and Ryan Poles and the Bears will make that decision. And if you just want the door open, since, since you're asking... Our relationship with Justin Fields is fine because we don't talk to him. <laughs> it's fine, or in, or if I don't have hey. to talk to him to have a great. Li- his circle is fine because they understand it's all a business. It's a business. So, 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 if you're asking the question, even if we're not talking to him directly, his circle around him is fine with it, and the Bears are fine with it because we know that this is the conjecture that is out there, and the conjecture could be a reality. So, if you're asking, they're fine with it. Now what? Completely agree with you. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our telephone number. How will we repair the relationship with the Chicago Bears the way we're talking about Justin? Huh? Right. <laughs> this is so silly. <laughs> if you want to ask the, you ask the question. That's the answer. Outside of his circle, the people that we know, he's fine with it. He's and his circle and his family's fine with it. Don't attack him personally. Right. Critique his play. You're entitled to your opinion. Critique the Bears to critique the offensive coordinator, that's but it. it's never personal. Correct. And that's the thing that's always missing in the conversation. Twitter and social media can make it personal. We're not attacking his character. Absolutely not. He's a wonderful person. But He's a great representative of the team. But He's I just to, not good enough at the position. I have to roll with what the Bears think is best, and we'll see what that is going to be moving forward as we get closer and closer to the draft. More of your phone calls coming up. Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Appreciate you guys. I listen to you streaming on the ESPN 1000 app. Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Hey, young Metro, I don't trust you. I'm going to Cap and Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our telephone number. We're talking about Justin Fields. You heard from Rick Spielman. You hear that conversation in its entirety on the Waddle and Sylvie feed on the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure that you download the ESPN Chicago app. We appreciate you listening on good old AM1000. But we also like for you to check out the ESPN Chicago app as well, Cap, because all the shows are there. It's crystal freaking clear. That's true. You can listen live there. All of our podcasts, it's all there on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcasts. We played it, and we can play it again, the Joel Klatt audio from yesterday uh, where he talks about Caleb Williams. Joel Klatt also listed his favorite quarterbacks over what was it the last 12 years mm-hmm. and he has number one number one prospect again make sure you hear that word prospect not what they turned into 
He has Caleb Williams, the number one prospect he's evaluated in more than a decade at quarterback. Can I just tell you, partner, that makes me a little queasy. Why? It does. Like, I like the expectations. It just makes me a little queasy because when I start hearing comparisons to Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. and Andrew Luck did not reach the kind of goals that he really wanted to because the Bears put him in retirement. They put him in the home. All I'm telling you is that Andrew Luck had some shining moments with the Colts, never reached, never attained the goals, never got the brass ring that people thought he would. You know, when we hear Patrick Mahomes in the same category as Caleb Williams, it makes me a little queasy. I just want him to be the best Caleb Williams possible and put him in a position where he can win. Unlike with the Bears and Justin Fields, I'd like for him to be able to have the, the best infrastructure possible for the offense to work. I mean, we've been running back in defensive line you and linebacker you forever. How about offensive you? The, the idea that, well, you're on the lakefront, you can't move the offense, that's not true. Green Bay's in the division. They'll do just fine, thank you. Three quarterbacks over the last 30 years can be able to get the offense matriculating down the field. How about the Bears? How about them? I mean, that's, that's what I want. So I just, just no more excuses, man. I, I just want Kel Williams to be in his own category. And if he's one of one, which means he's great, that's fine. But those comps, a little queasy. Uh, Joel Klatt says, quote, if I were to rank as prospects, not what they developed into, the quarterbacks since the 2012 draft, Andrew Luck and RG3, here's how they would stack up. One, Caleb Williams. Two, Trevor Lawrence. Three, Joe Burrow. Four, Drake May. Five, Bryce Young. Yeah, three of those five have not gotten to their potential yet. Or four of those five. Well, that would... Four of the five? Well, what do you think of Trevor Lawrence in the NFL? He's been okay. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been terrible. Um, he should be better, for sure. Yes. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's coming. Drake, uh, Joe Burrow certainly has. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, if you're going to say Caleb and Drake may haven't yet because they haven't played. And then Bryce Young was in a horrible situation. We'll see. You sure the Bears wouldn't have taken uh, Bryce Young with the, in the draft? You sure? They would never have taken him. I'm not saying they've taken Stroud, but they were never taking Bryce Young. That's why they traded the pick. They had no interest in that guy. Too small. That would have been so bears if they would have, though. Yep, you know, we're not trading that pick. We're getting the best on the board. Bryce Young. And I would have been booing that pick from the beginning. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, they had less than zero interest. That's why they made the trade. As soon as they got the offer they got from Carolina, done. Let's do it. Yes. Now, having said that, Cap, having said that, I'm just saying that, I'm not saying that his career is a bust. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that for the size and the Bears not having the right offensive line or the weapons, it would have been, the Bears would have been just like they were two years ago with Bryce Young. Correct. He would have been swallowed up by a defensive line. Correct. Not saying that he can't get better. I'm just saying that the same result would have happened if he was in a Bears uniform, or maybe worse. Who knows? Agreed. Stephen Carey on ESPN 1000. Steve, good morning. Morning, guys. So I just got a question about the uh, the idea of resetting the rookie scale contract with quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I get it. You you guys were calling it the cherry on top of, of the deal. Um, but it just doesn't totally make sense to me. Um, and when you think about a rookie quarterback, say they're making 5 or $6 million versus – the boroughs of the world that are making $50 million. So let's just make it even and call $45 million in savings. 
which is a tremendous amount, don't get me wrong. Um, but when you look even just back what the Bears did last year in trading that pick, they got Darnold Wright, they got Tyreek Stevenson, they got the number one overall pick, mm-hmm. and they got a future second-round pick. Now, just take those four contracts on rookie scale, and if they hit, I know that's the big if, but that's the same thing with the quarterback, too. If they hit on those four picks, it just doesn't seem to me like that $45 million you're saving on the quarterback outweighs having a right tackle on a rookie contract, having a wide receiver on a rookie contract, having another maybe a left tackle, maybe an edge rusher. You already got the right tackle. You already got a cornerback, premium positions on rookie contracts. I just don't personally see how the $45 million savings as getting a quarterback on the rookie contract outweighs the potential of already having four premium draft picks in the bag and then now I want to keep the personal names out of it as far as trading that pick but if you get an even bigger haul from this year which everyone is saying you could Mm -hmm. the savings to the cap I mean I just that would potentially just from the saving side could put the Bears in a really rosy future with the cap in future. You, you uh, prefer, you prefer the, Steve, you prefer them to trade down and keep Justin. Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm taking the personal names out of it. I'm taking the players out of it and just looking at it from cap savings. And when everybody says, oh, you got to reset the rookie contract, I actually think that's a short-sighted, lazy argument. Uh, and it doesn't really look at the cap savings as a whole and if you could do that two years in a row it just from a dollars and cents perspective man that's 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 it's a great position that they'd be putting yes and and i disagree with you for this reason so you have the steve and carrie dakota ring for us so can you bring him back up for a second steve listen to me here you got to pick up the second the fifth year option two days after the draft that's going to cost you almost $25 million next year. If he plays well, he's getting a two hundred and fifty to $300 million deal. You can add up all those rookie contracts you want. You're ready to commit that much money to Justin Fields? I'm not. Well, so, but the, just the argument here is, I, I get it. Like, I'm actually not the biggest, I, I love Justin Fields as a person. I'm not the biggest fan of him as a player. And I think investing a high-money contract in him is as big of a mistake as the Daniel Jones contract. And look at where the Giants are at. So that's not the part that I'm arguing. I'm saying if we're just talking about cap savings and you're talking and using the argument of let's reset the rookie contract on the quarterback, it's just not persuasive when you're thinking about just the financial money. Yeah, and I it, to, to, to you it's not, it, but it is. But it's, it makes fiscal sense it, for the Chicago Bears, though. Exactly. You just first of all, there is no fifth year option outside the first round. That's number one. Number two, you're now asking in a draft where everyone says it's a fifty fifty crapshoot in the first round. You're now asking them to hit on four five picks and get them all right, as opposed to. We got the number one pick, a five-year contract with, with the fifth-year option on one of the most highly regarded quarterbacks in years. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. Steve, we appreciate the telephone call. More of your phone calls appreciate coming up. Passion. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Uh, Captain Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain Jay Hood.
Bears are hiring a new assistant coach. Jennifer King is a new offensive assistant working with the running back. She's the first female coach in Bears history. She was last on the staff with the Washington Commanders. The Bears got a preliminary split decision on their property tax appeal for Arlington Park, receiving a proposal that would reduce the tax valuation but leave the tax rate unchanged. That would keep the Bears paying 25% commercial land rate rather than the 10% vacant land rate that they are asking the for. Chicago College Bears Football Playoff Committee finalized a 5 by 7 plan for the 12-team playoff next year. Oh! It was approved unanimously. The field of 12 teams will be made up of the five highest-ranked conference champions and the next seven highest-ranked teams. Surprise. Bulls off until tomorrow night when they resume after the All-Star break against the Celtics, Blackhawks, and Flyers tonight. Gary, come in here. Gary, come in here. You're listening to Cap and Jay Hood. Gary, come in here. Follow the show on Instagram at the Catman and at IGJHood. Gary, come this in is here. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Right about now. Yeah. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Mike Greenberg comes in at 10 o'clock, followed by Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 3. They're cleaning the studio. For Greeny? Why is that? He's coming in. Uh, He's in town. Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 3. Also, Waddle and Sylvie, 2.30 to 6.30. And Black and Abdallah, 6.30 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. You listened to uh, Black and Abdallah yesterday? I did. I did not. I had something up last night. <laughs> yeah? What, what was up last night? Uh, I had to take care of some things with my wife. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's family responsibilities. <laughs> yeah? I'm sure the, they had some fun <laughs> at my expense, of course, because I said having a... Instagram account for your dog is dumb without knowing Black had one. Mm-hmm. Here's an excerpt of the Black and Abdallah show last night. Great. Uh, so this morning, our morning show, new morning show here on ESPN 1000, Cap and J-Hood. <laughs> Seven to ten weekdays right here on ESPN. That's what the promo says. <laughs> four years. No. The I know, promos. but still, maybe it's new to some people. So letting them know. <laughs> Cap and J-Hood, seven to ten mornings right here on ESPN 1000. Uh, that was a part of the conversation. Dogs from athletes, social media accounts, and then this happened. I just think people who have a, an Instagram account for their animal are dumb. Are dumb. You're a dumbass! Who picks the followers for Gus? Is that Chris and Autumn, or does the dog just point with his paw and bark? So that was this morning on Cap and J Hood, seven to ten weekdays, right here on ESPN One Thousand. In case you missed it, I think it's dumb. Yeah, Justin Fields' dog Uno is following the Bears. Shut up! I think it's dumb. So uh, that's Cap from this morning. That anyone okay. that has an Instagram account for their dog, it is dumb, 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 dumb. So my wife started it when we got the pup. Yeah, but Cap thinks it's. I think it's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah, well, here's the thing. First of all, I thought that Cap was a dog person. And second, is there anyone in this building that's more obsessed with social media than David Kaplan? Find out on the recap. He is 
the social media guy, right? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. loves social media. Oh, yeah. So if you think you're a dog person and you love social media, don't you think that those two things would go hand in hand and it wouldn't be dumb that, that having a social media account for your dog would not be dumb? I think it's dumb. But Cap thinks it's dumb. I wasn't upset, outraged, screaming at the keyboard. But when my wife walked in the room, and asked why she woke up to text messages from people sending her messages saying that people were going after her and the dog. Oh, no. She was not happy. Oh, no. So I'm just going to leave it there. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. Ether. Okay. Ether. Let me just get away from the bus that just ran me over because... Eh. Autumn is a lovely person. Yep. Beautiful. And Chris knows what I feel about him. Yep. A big fan. We worked together for a long time. Autumn, you have the best Instagram account for your dog you can put out there. And God bless you. If that makes you happy, who the hell is David Kaplan to tell you you shouldn't have it or it's dumb? So, Autumn Black, you rock. There you go. I just think it's dumb. I wouldn't put one. All right. <laughs> he can't help himself. <laughs> Three, one, no, two. I think it's awesome that they do that. Yes. God bless. There you go. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our phone number, of course. And then there's this. Yo. Yes. It's bo- oh, that. Oh, that is. Uh, is that our cut of the day? Is it? Okay. We'll get to that. I had oh, no. Boy. I, I had no idea. I don't well, know what it is. I. I <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't know. All right, take that off my board because I'll play it. Take that. That's okay. <laughs> take it off Sorry, the board. Take it off the board. Okay. Thank you for that because I was gonna because that was gonna be the rim shot. That's what I was gonna do as an, like an addition Excuse to what me? we just played. That was gonna be the the old da 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 right afterwards. But nope. Take it off, Jay Moore, because I'll <laughs> I'll play it. It's too juicy. That sound I was about to play. So I'll wait. What do we got coming? Nah, whoop, well, uh, <laughs> not going to do it. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's pretty funny, though. I know where Jay Moore is going. 312-332-ESPN oh, is our telephone number. Justin in Dallas on ESPN 1000. Listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Hey, Justin. The Cologne King. What's up, man? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Cap Hoodie. I hope everything is good. Uh, so I wanted to weigh in because I don't think what I'm about to say has been touched. Or maybe it has. Um, uh, maybe I just didn't hear. It. But I'm going to start off by saying, you know, I, I, I don't have no issue with Justin Field. His, his play could be better. But um, I do understand that it's a business at the end of the day. And we do have the number one pick. So if that's going to, you know, we draft Caleb Williams or Drake May, that's going to be, you know, that's going to help the franchise. But with all that being said, if we do draft one of those two, and Justin goes somewhere else, but uh, Caleb or Drake turn out to be Mitchell Trubinsky S or, God forbid, Tim Tebow. If you get where I'm going, if, if it doesn't work out, then where does that leave us? And I'm not even I'm not even necessarily saying if Fields goes somewhere and balls out, but if we spent the number one pick on one of these two gentlemen and it doesn't work out, then where does that leave? Us? Look, okay, so you're saying if Justin goes somewhere and balls out and Caleb flops, 
No, 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 Cap. Not not even necessarily that. If we if we draft one of those two and it doesn't work out here, yeah. Because you said you said that we will, will we probably will never be in a position again. Then where does that leave us as a franchise? Well, if it doesn't work out, you're going to have an all new management. That's just a fact of life. If they draft Caleb Williams and it doesn't work out, or Drake May, or whoever it is, and it doesn't work out, we're going to suck. And you're going to have a new GM and a new head coach and a new everything. Yeah, I know that's not what you want because you want stability, Justin. Hang on a second because uh, Rick and Morton Grove might have an answer to your question about the quarterback position. Hey, Rick, good morning. You talking to me? Yeah, are you in Morton Grove? talking to you, Rick. Are you in Morton? Morton, Illinois. Oh. Okay. Uh, Rick, say hello to Justin. I just uh, think if the quarterback they – Good. I just think if the quarterback they draft doesn't come in ready to play, Tyson Badgett is going to overtake it. Justin, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, we're still going to need the starter, though. We're still going to – we're still that's that sounds to me like we're still dependent on the backup and we don't have a starter. This is supposed well, to be the number Go ahead, I'm listening. Well they keep labeling him as a backup. He's had four games under his belt. He was the last quarterback to have a touchdown drive on the road. Yeah, I just I think that, there's, he, he, he still is a backup though, per se. He still is a backup. I don't have nothing well, wrong. I, there's nothing wrong with Bajan to me either. I just want us to get it right. And the, the question that I was asking the gentleman was, if we draft one of the two gentlemen, Drake May or Caleb Williams, and they don't work out, then where does that leave us as a franchise? Eft. That's all I want to know. Eft. That's where it leaves us, Justin. Eft. Oh. I, I just I feel like he's got – the IQ. I mean, I I felt like if Badgett and Foreman would have played out the season, we would have made the playoffs. Well, I mean, we would that, not I have made the was- Rick. Thanks, man, for the call. We, no, they would not have made the playoffs if Badgett had stayed in there. No. What do you think? Good enough. What do you think of the mental acuity of uh, Tyson Badgett at the position uh, versus Justin? Go ahead. Justin had the highest, I believe I'm correct on this, of any quarterback in the league when they did the S2 cognitive test. Mm -hmm. I believe Justin had the highest score of any of them. Not Tyson Bajan. Tyson gets the ball out. He's got more experience. But in terms of ability, arm strength, Justin's got him on every one of those. And Justin is a brilliant young man. He just panics in the pocket and ejects the pocket too quick and doesn't throw the ball over the middle of the field. Gentlemen, we appreciate the telephone call. And coming up next, Cap, we are going to celebrate an all-time great who is retiring from the field of broadcasting. Yeah, we just found this out. So we're bringing somebody in here who just announced that this person's retiring. We will bring that person in studio with us. Coming up next, Cap and Jay Hood. Right here on the home of the White Sox and Bears, ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Captain Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. 
Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Glad to have you in on this Wednesday morning. All of our guests, Cap, are on the hotline. That'd be the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, call the Car X man. You and I are just doing our show, going back and forth about nonsense. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it pops up on our phone that there is someone that works very, very closely to us. I mean, really, really close to us every morning is going into retirement. Yeah, I'm looking at my phone. We're in the middle of talking about Justin Fields for the 5,000th time, and it says, Roz Varon, 35 years at ABC7, is retiring. She's yeah. 15 feet from us. Now she's in the studio. I know. This is, like, so exciting for me because I see you guys come in every morning, and yes. then I see you leave every morning, and I'm still here working. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, thank you for asking me to come on. It's cool. We're really thrilled to have you in here. So are you excited for your future at all apprehensive? Like, I would be apprehensive, like, getting out of the game. I don't know. We, well, we, we try to push him out. He's still here. <laughs> So silly. No, this was a decision that I started thinking about last summer. Uh So it it didn't happen real fast, didn't happen all at once. And I I really had to go over in my mind, is this the right time? Do I really want to do this? Am I going to miss it? Um, I'm not going to miss getting up at 1.30 in the morning. (laughs) That's for sure. Is that what time you wake up every day? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's very, very early. It's I keep kidding myself. It's really not the middle of the night you know it's early morning but no it's the middle of the night <laughs> um but it's time it, it was the time and and then it took me a couple of months before i went to management and talked to them about it and said here's what i'd like to do um because my my contract would have been up in the middle of february and the 35th anniversary mine personally as well as the morning newscast is april 3rd so I said, can I just extend it to April 3rd so this way I can go out on my anniversary? And that's a Wednesday. So I said, I'll just work till the 5th. I'll work till that Friday. Till Friday. Oh, man. And, and they were like, that's awesome. Yes, you may. You 35 years. And yeah. oh, this is the only station you've ever worked at. It's the only television station I've ever worked at. I, this is the only market I've ever worked at. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school here. I graduated from Columbia College. And then I did radio for 10 years here. And then I made the transition from radio into television and worked here. And and little did I know that when I worked walked in these doors at 190 North State Street, 35 years later, I'd be finishing up my career here. Crazy. Well, it is. It really is. Ross, tell us about the process of what it was from the beginning to where it is now. Because you, to me, I feel like you're doing election coverage every day. Because <laughs> there's always breaking news. There's something on the roads. And you're, you're, you're dashing into the studio to talk about the latest that's happening as it happens. But what was it like from the beginning trying to report that versus having all the screens and the video you have now? We, we had like, um, oh gosh, what, what did they call those? Like the AP yeah. machines? Yeah, yeah the, the teletype. Yeah. 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 That's where I would get my, my traffic information from. Right. Because IDOT, IDOT is very unique in the sense that the Illinois Department of Transportation. In Chicago, they have sensors in the road, these wire loops, right? It measures the occupancy of the traffic. And through algorithms, it will spit out travel times. And it's been that way forever. I mean, they use a lot of other things in addition to that now. But that started back in, like, I don't know, the late 60s, early 70s. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the our expressway system dates back to the 60s when they first put it in. Yeah. And they had the foresight to to do this so they could measure the traffic. And that's how we get our travel times. But... Now we have all of these, we have screens, so I could pull up. 
the website is travelmidwest.com and it's it's public anybody can get it it's free and it shows you that's the main thing i use to get my information it'll show you where the congestion is it'll show you the travel times but then in addition to that there are other websites in dupage county lake county where i can get accident crash information and i listen to scanners i listen to idot my producer bill kanky listens to about 25 different scanners at the same time, which is why when you walk in there, you see him with headsets on. Yes. Right. Because he's listening to so many things. I can't do that. I'd, I'd walk out of here with a major migraine. <laughs> I can't do that. But I listen to IDOT, and sometimes I'll listen to you know Chicago Fire or if there's something else going on with CTA. I have all the frequencies. I can listen to them. And you get a lot of really good information that way. So... It's, it's a coordination of many, many different things. Sometimes we even make phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> but I will not report anything until I verify it. And, you know, if I hear something, I have to call and check and make sure that it's accurate because I, I am so really type A about being accurate. Yep. I, I want to give people the best, most current information that I can. So Did, did we ever drive you nuts where you could hear us yelling about, whatever sports thing and you're in there trying to do your work or is it Norley? Only him! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> points right at me. But, but the reason for that is because you're sitting closest to me. Well, I'm like right on the other side and of the this, door. This door between us is so thin. You well, always know when there's too much noise when she slams the door. It's, <laughs> no, 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 no. it's so true. She's out of nowhere. Ross, we'll hear. And then we bang. say, Roz is pissed. Let's keep it down. It's, it's not that the door is thin. If you look up at the top, it doesn't go all the way to the ceiling. Yeah, it's all open right. because they have cables going through there. Yeah. So it's not completely blocked off, but no, I say that in jest. You have a very infectious laugh. It's actually very charming. Oh, yes. thank you. There you go. But, but now that you're in retirement, it just you could just be open with this. Bad idea for us oh. to be down here, right? Bad idea. No. It's, it's, I mean, being this close, too loud. It's not a bad idea. No. I actually think it's very cool that you guys are down here. Yeah, we love it. And and people on State Street have to think it's amazing because yeah, they can they watch, watch you. the games. Yeah, yeah, stuff is up there. So, so, what, well, so what do you think, Justin Fields, Caleb Williams? What do you think? Oh, oh I don't know. Come on, don't, now. Don't, you're Chicago. Come on, Justin Fields. Yeah, you Caleb know, Williams, the, there's you good and bad about both of them. Right? You're because, right. you know, I mean... One's unproven, one yeah. hasn't proven anything. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but there's that. That's it. But, but I, you know, when Justin Fields is good, he's really good. Yes. But he's not consistent. So 7 a.m., you're in Thank with you. us? You're going to talk more about this tomorrow? Yeah, you're going to... Roz is back with us. <laughs> 7 a.m. Do not make me analyze sports. That is like, <laughs> so not my thing. Well, we just wanted you to know we're big fans of yours. <laughs> yes. And we're really happy for you. Thank you, and I am big fans of yours, too. And Thank I love you, having you right next door to me. I love it. You're the best. <laughs> there you go, Roz Varen. Tomorrow, Deal Breakers Thursday on Cap'n J. Yeah, I cannot wait. And our last segment brought to you by our friends at Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Take that. So long, everybody. From Chicago.